Hello, welcome to this week's thesis. Back with um, Rob Gray. People want more Rob Gray. And I need more That's Rob Gray in my, in my life. That's true. Yes, welcome to the Thursday Thesis. If you are listening on the Psycho and Fanatic Podcast Network, um, or if you're watching, maybe on your phone, at home, at your office, on Facebook Live, we are broadcasting from the Carl Chevrolet Studios in Ankeny. And this is the Thursday Thesis. Of course, we are presented by Ames Eye, Des Moines Eye. Check them out at DesMoinesEyeCare.com. AmesEyeCare.com. I care for the whole family. These guys are Cyclone fans. These are my dudes. Check them out today. Man, Rob, um, I'm locked in on tech. I'm locked in on this game, baby. I'm fired up. Let's go. I can't wait till 11 o'clock on Saturday. Seriously, I, I think I, I got a good read on this one. I really believe that. Really? I mean, does that, I, my my initial thought, and it's almost gut based on how tech is kind of, you know, it, Matt Wells, fairly new. They're trying to turn a corner, trying to change a culture. Um, really tough loss last week, which we'll, I know we'll discuss in depth. Yeah, but no doubt. It, you wonder what type of team you're going to get, a team with a gigantic chip on its shoulder or a team that's a little bit smarting from the fact that, that obviously uh, a, a call incorrectly went against them. And, and what would have been a huge game for them to go and win. Let me point this out for everybody because Tech two weeks ago upset Oklahoma State. I didn't see that Looked one Looked really good doing yeah, it. Yeah, they, they did. Uh, Jet Duffy in his first start had like 452 yards. 400, excuse me, 424 yards in that game. Um, but how, how differently is the Cyclone Nation – approaching this game had tech not been absolutely screwed by the refs last week they won the game like i'm sorry they won at baylor but they didn't get credit for it Mm -hmm. but if they're coming in on a two-game winning streak at baylor a team that beat iowa state and convincingly over oklahoma state we're approaching this game completely differently i'm saying like the fans are i don't necessarily think the team is but it's a totally different feel. Yeah, fortunately, the team doesn't pay attention to any of that stuff. But you also have that Iowa State's won three straight against them. You have the yep. old talking point of the 66-10, them huddled around the heaters, Pat Mahomes, who game that happened in Ames when they started to get things going. It's homecoming in Lubbock. Yeah, yeah it's home. I mean. I don't know if that means anything, but I think it's pointed it out. It gives them some juice. But I mean, for, for, yeah, from a fan's perspective here, you'd see a team that, hey, you've had recent success against. Uh, oh, they're three and three. Okay. Oh, so they had a big offensive explosion at Oklahoma State, but uh, they couldn't follow it up a bit. Well, they did, like you said. Uh, it's a much better tech team. I mean, the defense has improved. I think they're improved kind of like Baylor's improved on defense. In fact, I think they're very similar teams. Um, I would agree. I think it's going to be a really tough game. I mean, it's a, I'm kind of surprised the spread is seven points. I mean, I, I think this is a – this is a field goal game type of situation. That's the way I feel about it. Well, so let's, I think let's talk yeah. through it because I'm kind of on the other side here. Okay. The, the more I dig into it, and this will be, be good. I'm glad that we're kind of on opposite sides of this Indeed. one. But like, for real, and we can get into why I, why I feel that way here later on in the thesis, but like I just I do think it's interesting that in, like what you're saying of what we think tech is, they could very easily be four and two coming off of a win in Waco after they just dismantled 
Oklahoma State. And then, like, what do we think of this team? I'm a huge Matt Wells guy. Um, a lot of people probably remember when Paul Rhodes was fired. He was one of the guys I thought Iowa State should go after. I'm, I've been a fan for a while. I'm friends with his brother, Luke, who is the wide receivers coach at Texas Tech. He was at Iowa State for a long time. And I, Luke and I stayed in touch. And uh, when they were in Utah State, when Luke went there to be the uh, co-offensive coordinator, I watched him all the time. They were on Friday nights nonstop. So I got to be very familiar with Matt Wells' football, and I really like it. I, I really think that he's a he's a good fit there in Lubbock. I think that, well, they're, they're going to – you have to drop off offensively after Cliff Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. But what they'll do defensively under him will will make up for it. I truly believe that. I think it'll be a more sustained level of football. Um, I, I think it's a really good hire. I think of all the new coaches in the Big 12, I, I said this all offseason, I thought this guy had the best chance to go to a bowl game in year one based off of what he was walking into. And I know Matt Wells enough where, and, and you're seeing it right now with what they're doing offensively, He's not like forcing his way of coaching down the throat of this team. He's taking what this team has to offer and he's bending it to how they can win right now, which I, I think that that's the best style of football coach we've seen. Um, I think Matt Campbell has done that. Yes. Like they're playing very different football now than they were three years ago at mm-hmm. Iowa State, and that's based off of personnel. So I'm with you. I have a lot of respect for Tech. Um, I do think that there are some holes when we start breaking down the numbers with tech that make me lean heavily towards Iowa state mm-hmm. here. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, it hinges to the usual factors, you know, can you turn them over and avoid turning it over? Uh, it, you know, the things that home, home field advantage is extra pronounced when those things swing the home team's way. And uh, I don't know. I just think there's always some bit of adversity and we'll see, but I like, I mean, Coach Campbell mentioned it this week, and, and, and I think it was insightful for you to mention the similarities, how you adapt. You know, you have the personnel you have. Now you want to use the best pieces and elevate some and, and, and eliminate others. But, yeah, you don't immediately say, I've got a system, and all these guys have to fit my system immediately. You might want to progress toward that, but you, you recognize that, that every um, permutation in terms of personnel is different. So they're showing that. But, again, I, I agree. I mean, you certainly see some holes on the defensive side that you think you can exploit. I, but I think uh, they can be dangerous in the passing game. I, I also think Duffy is a little bit susceptible to to the sack. Yeah. Um, and the guys and, and occasionally a little bit too much gunslinger might throw it into coverage. But his name is Jet, but he's not much of a runner. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. runs well. He's kind of like a guy that can get yeah. you a first down when. But he's not. He doesn't live up to the name. Yeah. We'll put it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. You think of Jet. I mean, you think of like Rial Mitchell out there. No doubt. Um, by the way, you just mentioned their stadium, and I looked it up. It's a three-point stadium. So, okay. I mean, it's it's average as mm-hmm. far as Lubbock goes. I think the more challenging part of a trip to Lubbock is what entails with it. It's just a hard place to get to. And their fans are – Their fans are brutal from what yeah. I understand. Um, I've never been there. I've talked to players from for where, football. Yeah, for where they now is too, and and they said some their fans could be, you know, among the nastiest. All I, my buddies who played say it's a, that and Kinnick are the worst places to go as yeah. far as fans go. That's every single one of them says that. And that's not, and they're they're not necessarily knocking the place either. They're just no, saying that they're really, really in Campbell your face and it. really good about it. Yeah, yeah, he talked to me about it this week. He's like, there in Morgantown are like my favorite places to go because it's just so crazy. Yeah, 
which all right let's get into um scouting texas tech uh which we we kind of have already done but that's what we like to do here on the thesis as this is our, this is our hardcore podcast of the week where it's all sports all the time uh and also at the end of this today i want to touch on the big 12 basketball preseason poll that was released today so go it's it's topical so i figured we would touch on that sure um, before we dig in cyclone fanatic radio show tonight six to seven on 1460 kxno from whiskey river and we will have our basketball tip-off party tonight uh, at the district venue which is connected to whiskey river um, the special guests set to arrive around seven o'clock we'll do a um, we'll do a program you can come get pictures autographs nobody does autographs anymore When's the last time everybody just wants a selfie instead of like the, hey, will you sign my program? Oh, yeah. Every, no, hey, nobody That's does true. autographs We anymore. could do a cultural deep dive there. Uh, in, it's interesting. Know, but, but I get it. Like, I would rather have my picture with somebody than them write their name on a piece of paper. That's true. It's, it's much better, right? Yeah, if, if you're thinking about showing off to your friends, yeah. No I mean, question. Th- yeah, I mean... Hey, will you, write your, will you write your name on my napkin? Yeah. That's stupid. Who wants, what is that worth? Well, if you bring a little mini football, oh, in his case, basketball. The football, yeah, okay. Yeah, and you can bring your basketball tonight and have the special guest sign it. And, you can and, do that. And, now, and, that and would be cool. Let's say this season they have a breakthrough season. You've got that ball like decades down the road, and you're yeah. talking to kids or grandkids about it. Quick promotion on that, though. The um, And then we'll get into tech. The Steve Prohm Media Day press conference yesterday, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was, um, Stans and I were just talking about this before we went on. I was blown away. Like, I learned so much. Steve has come so far as as, well, as long as um, talking to the media goes since he got here. And I get it. You come from Kentucky. You don't know anybody. You, this is a weird situation. He gives one of the best press conferences in the country now. I mean, it was fantastic, the insight that he gave us on that team yesterday. So if you haven't watched it, uh, Nikki did a really good job. And shot video of that. We have everything, all that video up on the website. But I would really go check it out. He he was better when he was doing his opening statement even. Like that opening statement was like six minutes and it was so yeah. full of stuff. I loved yeah. it. Nothing superfluous. You know, there's no... What? No, there's no filler there. Oh, okay. Um, you know, and I thought it was interesting what he talked about. You know, Zion Griffin. Yeah, he just gave us step. that. You, we didn't even have to dig. And we were planning on doing a feature on him. <laughs> Rob and for, I were texting for, about for Zion. Day. Yeah, we were yeah. texting about Zion Griffin in the morning, and Prom just goes off on this like, man, I love Zion Griffin. It was like perfect. I was watching was that, and I was like, Rob's just got now. a big warm fuzzy going on right now. <laughs> yeah, it was it was uh, definitely fortuitous. All right, um, we'll dig into Iowa State and Texas Tech scouting report. Um, on specifically their offense. We'll start with the Texas Tech offense. When we come back, you're listening to the Thursday Thesis. We are presented by Ames I, Des Moines I, here at the Carl Chevrolet Studios on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Thursday Thesis here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. We say hello to those who are tuning in on Facebook Live as well. All right, um, I'm going to give you some rundown of what I've seen with the Tech offense. And full disclosure, I had this is one of the Big 12 teams that I didn't feel like I knew enough about going into game week. I haven't watched a lot of them. They're non-conference games. I did watch the one in Arizona. Uh, I think they were playing Arizona. 
whoever that was. Yeah. It, it was one of those um, early season non-conference games, and it was in like the middle of the night. Yeah, at Arizona where they lost 28-14 to to when Bowman got hurt. And it's a deep, pretty decent Arizona team this season, too. Yeah, and I, I remember at that time thinking, like, wow, this really looks like a team that doesn't know what it is or mm-hmm. what it wants to be right now, um, which is a little bit like the conversation we had last week with West Virginia that you tend to see with these first years under new coaches and somewhat rebuilding situations. I don't know if I'd call Tech rebuilding what they're doing right now, but they're certainly not at the top of the food chain. Um so I watched their last couple of games, and specifically I wanted to pay closest attention to last week's game against Baylor for a couple of reasons. One, Iowa State just played Baylor, so it's an easy comparison to make. But two, I think Iowa State and Baylor are very similar football teams. I think you could, I mean, from Brock Purdy to Charlie Brewer to the fact that Baylor is playing Iowa State's defense, I think there are a ton of similarities between what Matt Rule's doing there and what Matt Campbell is doing at Iowa State. So it actually is a really good game to scout to get an idea of what Saturday might look like in Lubbock. Solid offensive line, um, above average offensive line. Let's talk about this Jet Duffy. I think you may have a better opinion of him than I do. Yeah. Based off of your quick comments, he's 64% completion percentage. Five touchdowns, two interceptions. I will say this. He's tougher to defend in the sense that he pushes it down the field more than Bowman does by about three yards per attempt, which is significant when you're in that. It is still a bit of an air raid that they're playing there, even though Cliff Kingsbury is gone. My biggest concern, Rob, when I look at this Texas Tech offense is their wide receivers. TJ Vasher, six foot six, 210 pounds, mm-hmm. leads the team in catches, yards, touchdowns. And the one kid who he broke open like an 82-yard um, play against Baylor last week, and he's kind of just coming into his own, is R.J. Turner, 6'3". He's a Louisiana Monroe transfer. So we're kind of just getting a, our first look at him. He's quietly a top-10 receiver in the Big 12 this year. Mm. So I'm looking at it, and the, you got these guys on the outside. Uh, Uzakanma, I, th- I believe, Eric Uzakanma. I'm probably butchering his name, but he's That's a freshman. Funny. And he's got seven catches in the last two weeks, and he's sneaking up there. And the, So I, I am a little bit like, a, okay, let's be critical here, and let's break it down. I'm not crazy about the quarterback, but I think the quarterback with the offensive line, we'll get to the running back here in a moment, but with the offensive line and these weapons at receiver and I still think you have to call Iowa State's corners the weakness of that defense if you had to find one I could see some points being scored here by the Red Raiders um, specifically if they're able to get their running game going just a little bit these receivers are a concern for me yeah I agree Um, Vasher is a is a heck of a player. And I don't know why. Is it just the Vasher name? Because there used to be like a cornerback in the NFL named, I think, Nathan Vasher. Seems like a Vasher has been around, uh, Yeah, you know, it's being talked about for a long time. He actually um, is sneaking up into the record books at Texas Tech. Like, he's top 10 in a lot of things, which, okay, but like for a receiver, that's a big Given the receivers who have been in that program and the numbers that have been put up. Yeah. I'll go back to Duffy. I maybe I'm slightly more. I just think, even though he's not, yeah, he doesn't really live up to the Jet Two T's name. Um, he can 
extend plays. He can't. But I think that's also what can get him into trouble. I mean, he's only thrown two picks this season. And it's not like his ratio was bad last year when he had to play, but it wasn't great either. No. I think the way Iowa State plays defense and the way that they can disguise and mix up pressures, as long as they're solid on that back end, this could be another game where you, you, you turn them over a couple times. Uh, I think know. they will. Yeah, and I, I, I agree. Now, I also think they will hit on a couple of big plays, and you just wonder, does it happen early in the game and then you write the ship immediately? Does it and, and with Iowa State, frankly, that tends to be the case. Even even last week, West Virginia got on the board pretty quickly and then okay, they really start figuring stuff out and it's really tough for West Virginia to move the ball and it was really tough for the backup quarterback to be comfortable. At the end of the day, Jet Duffy is a backup quarterback uh, and pretty much has been. You know, Bowman's the guy, but uh he's got the capability to go downfield and, and hit some of these big targets, like you said, and fast targets. So um I think the the key in this game absolutely hinges on making him uncomfortable and in which Iowa State has thrived doing that, whether it just be with defensive line pressure or, you know, a a lot of good use of the the linebackers or safety in in blitz games and I I, packages and I, 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 their offense doesn't scare me except for those wild card plays. You hit for that 45 yarder that sets something up. You really need Eisworth back. I, I, I think that's a bigger deal this week. To have him and Braxton Lewis back there together would be huge. Yeah, but I really am impressed with how Braxton Lewis has even upped his game. Yeah, in he's, his, he's uh, really good. Absence and, and, and Lawrence White has been solid. And I don't know. It's interesting because, yeah, the corners, Johnson, Young, and obviously some other younger guys have been mixed in. They haven't been burned for I mean, no. really, really burned. They've been every now and then, okay, there's that 30, 40 yard pass where they just didn't quite. Yeah. But they tend to be there. What I worry about with them sometimes is, is, is a missed tackle. In, but I think they're sound in terms of where they're at in ter- uh, on, on the coverage aspect of things. But uh, I don't know. I think their running game's better than it has been. I mean, you mentioned what's his name? Uh, uh, Oh, Sir Roderick. Sir Roderick I was going to say Thompson. Low Roderick. Sir Roderick Thompson is his name. He, he was my next place I wanted to go. Big dude, but they've also got a couple – they got a receiver that's got a couple big runs for him. I can't remember who, but another running back that's, that's I think, averaging more than, than him. I think they've oh. got some juice in that run game. It's just a matter of that's also playing to Iowa State's strength as a defense. Correct. So, that's yeah. the one thing I think if you make – this Sir Roderick Thompson's probably going to be an X factor on Saturday, Rob, only in the sense he so this is why I'm a little bit I'm paying attention to this kid. Redshirt freshman. So he doesn't have a lot of experience, but he had 153 yards and two touchdowns against Baylor last week. He's figuring it out. Mm-hmm. He also has 17 catches on the yeah. air. So they're they're throwing him a lot. My whole deal on this Jet Duffy, if you could make him one dimensional. Bring it on. Yeah. I mean, he's going to throw three picks if you can do that. Mm-hmm. So that really, in the biggest difference between this week and last, is last week's offensive line that Iowa State went against was not any good. Mm-hmm. And I think Tech has a pretty good offensive line. I don't know if it's top three or four in the league. I don't know where it is, it's but I think it's a pretty solid good. offensive yeah. line. It's yeah. a step. It's a major step up yep. in an offensive line compared to what you saw a week ago. No doubt about it. Defensively, let's run through a few numbers with Texas Tech right now. Six yards per play is what they're giving up on average. 4.4 yards per rushing attempt, which is like um, – that's pretty bad. It's not terrible, but it's it's back end of college football. Mm-hmm. The one thing I learned watching Tech 
and it made me make some calls last night because I was so curious. I didn't realize how often they're dropping eight. They're one of those defense. They're not, I don't want to say they're mimicking Iowa state quite yet, but it looks damn close. Mm-hmm. This isn't like full Baylor where they've gone and taken the whole, whole shebang. Yeah. But I got really curious last night and I was like, how many schools are doing this now? Like how many schools are have taken what John Haycock started doing a couple years ago and have bu- built it into their program? And I asked a couple people and I got the response back. The, the guess is around 20 to 25 schools across the country have directly taken this from Iowa State. And I think, watch the Matt Wells press conference too, and I posted it on a forum last night. It's really interesting. He talks about that. Like he talks about all the different schools who are, and I, I just I just started thinking about it. I didn't realize how much that they are doing that. Now they have got an elite linebacker. Brooks is his last name. He's an absolute stud. But um, I don't know, Rob. I think that um, I think that the play here is if you believe in your offensive line, and by all means, I think we should believe in Iowa State's offensive line right now. I think you're going to see two things happen on Saturday. One, if this Brees Hall thing's the real deal, uh, it's going to get a good opportunity if Tech's going to try and drop eight and do that. I think that the one thing that you watch for this week that we didn't see last week, I think those little Deshante Jones Mm -hmm. underneath plays are going to be there all day against this Texas Tech team. He's going to have another eight, nine reception game. and And I wouldn't be surprised knowing Matt Campbell and his trust in Brock Purdy if they just keep going back to that. Because I, I don't know. I mean, the running game, to me, I think the quarterback run will be there if Iowa State wants it to. Yep. We'll see. But I, I, I truly think that this is a Deshante Jones, Tyree, or Tariq Milton game written all over it. No, I agree. And I think even though it didn't really, <clears throat> excuse me, totally bear out last week, I think, again, you're going to have a lot of opportunities with tight ends. Uh, yeah. across the middle yeah. of the field when you need it. I mean, I, I look at their defense, and I just don't think they have the answers. to What they'll have to do is put so much pressure on Brock Purdy that, A, when he's running, he's running laterally, and there are people that are going to be able to chase him down. Or, B, they, they somehow get him to throw more interceptions than he, he's ever thrown. I mean, I just – it's a guy that doesn't seem to rattle. So, I, I – you know, the more we talk, the more I'm talking myself out of it being like a field goal game. Yeah. Um, just because they've got some playmakers. They have done a pretty good job of forcing turnovers. I think they're averaging like plus three quarters of a turnover a game or something like that. So they're, again, they'll, they'll make some plays on that side of the ball. But then again, you think of some of the big plays that are open there. Did you see Jay Jordan's stat? Uh, I don't think I have. Now this one might, this one might change your mind. Okay. And this is one of the this is one of the advanced stats that just has me like salivating. Okay, for Saturday, explosive plays given up, which an explosive play in college football is twenty yards plus. Yep, Iowa State's given up thirty two on the year. Just take a wild stab at Texas Tech's number. Double that, eighty one. Ooh. So, I mean, what it tells you is, like, their yards per play at six is middle of the pack in college football. Uh, it's still not good, but that's yeah. that's middle to, you know, the latter middle. Um, so, they're okay most of the time, 
but they're blowing up a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And you saw that last week against Baylor too. I don't know, man. Like I, this one to me, when I, I I've got Iowa State thirty five twenty one. I've got another double digit road victory for the Cyclones. I think that's what I picked for the score last week really? at, at West Virginia. Um, I was good last week. I was only like three points off. We were all really close on that one last week. Yeah, and I mean, they tacked on the one. I just, I don't know, man. Like, the the, the thing about Tech is I, I have a lot of respect for Wells. So yeah. I think that that team will show up. Now, my question will be, I think that this is heavily on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And how, you know... I think Iowa State. We've seen some. We've seen some muscles being flexed as far as aggression and blitzes and stuff like that. Like, how good is the freshman running back at picking that up? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that there's a lot of auxiliary parts of this game that'll probably decide it. I just think the quarterback makes one too many errors, and Iowa State can tack on an extra touchdown at the end and win this one by 14. That's where I'm rolling. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm actually uh, trending a little bit toward your way. I mean, especially when you mentioned Brees Hall and how good he was at you know chipping off that linebacker or safety coming on a blitz. I mean, West Virginia dialed it up a lot. They had, they had yeah, to. Yeah. And even the offensive line, I thought the offensive line, which you touched on as a collective group, there, you know, there, sometimes there's that one block or there's that a couple handful of blocks a game. And you're like, wow, that was amazing. And yeah, they had a pretty good game, but this and this happened. Yeah. That whole group was pretty much solid start to finish in that game. And they really had that continuity that you want to see. You know, that five is one. Feel. It just struck me that they had that more than maybe I've seen them have that. And um, that just might be an illusion to me. But I think they're really coming into their own. I asked Tom Manning about that at availability last night. And, you know, he, look, he's never going to go over the top with praise and, and everything. But he did say, you know, the, the more they're together the, and, 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 and the, the work that they put in and those five, six, seven guys that see a lot of time, they're just um, – yeah, they're clearly performing at a high level. And one wild card we haven't talked about all year is just how few penalties the Cyclones commit. I mean, yeah, they had the critical ones that sometimes was the offensive line early in the season when they were always stalling out in the 35-40 yard range. But I think, do they lead the nation? I'm trying to remember. They, they average about four penalties, four at least um, penalties that are accepted a game. So, I mean, they're, they're playing clean football despite yeah. some of the early mistakes. So the more I think about all these things... <laughs> Texas Tech is still some pieces away yeah. from being an Iowa State-level team that can compete to be in that top tier of the Big 12. Yeah, the, the more I think about all these aspects, the more I'm, I'm coming to your side of the, the range there. I just Maybe I was overcompensated for that. Okay, they've won three in a row against Tech. People feel relaxed against them. Uh, but look at what they did at Baylor. You know, Won the game except for the bad, whatever, illegal snap call. Um but yeah, I think Baylor's maybe – does anybody really think Baylor's going to roll through the I think, Big 12? I think without? Baylor's going to lose this weekend. Yeah, I at, do too. At Oklahoma State. Yeah, I do too. But I don't know. I, I'm coming around to your side of things, actually. And I'm sorry about that because I was Damn supposed it. to stay – It's all good. – in the three-point uh, deal. And, I, and, and it, look, anything can happen. It means I'm a very it. persuasive individual. You do. I'll tell you what, it was Jay Jordan that did it. Yeah, that, that's a hell of a stat. Though. It is. All right, um, if you guys want to watch the game with us and our friends at Wide Right and Natty Light coming up on Saturday, the uh, the crew at Fire Trucker Brewery, they got a tent, got TVs out in a tent, beer specials. There's going to be a food truck. 
it's going to be a really cool deal. I'm I'm really excited for this one. We this is our first game watch at Fire Trucker Brewery, but um, that'll happen. They're going to open up at around ten on Saturday. I'm going to get there right at ten, try and have a few cold beers before, because then I gotta, you know, I gotta taper off. Yeah, with for all the, the reaction for work and all that stuff afterwards. But yeah, no. Um, so yeah, come join us and watch the game with us at Fire Trucker Brewery. Trying to do a bunch of different things for the game watches this year, different vibes. You know, we had Buzzer Billies. Last week they were given free apple pie shots at Whiskey River. Mm-hmm. This one's going to be, you know, 11 o'clock, fire trucker, a little more chill. Let's have some nice, classy craft beers. It'll be a good deal. It's a great setup over there, too. Yeah, with that it really open is. pavilion area with the bike trail and all that. Big 12 basketball poll came out today. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I do want to. Uh, at least acknowledge it. Iowa State picks seventh in the Big 12. I do think it's notable only one point ahead of Oklahoma, who is eighth. So um, Kansas is first with eight votes. Baylor uh, second with one. Texas Tech third with one. Then it goes Texas, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Oklahoma, Kansas State, and TCU. I had some people asking me um, if I thought that that was too low. Not, Not really. I mean... Now, if I had to guess, I would put Iowa State probably at five uh, right now. But I, I don't think it's too low when you look at the fact that Iowa State has 80% of its scoring yep. to replace. And there's still a lot of questions. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that Iowa State will probably finish better than that. But if I'm looking at it objectively from a league-wide deal, I'm okay with it. Because I really don't think there's a lot of difference between you go from Texas at four to Oklahoma at eight. I just feel like you're kind of juggling things. Yeah. I mean, if, if you would have asked me what I would have guessed, probably seventh or eighth. Yeah. And, but I'm with you. Iowa State generally outperforms what the coaches uh, pick yes. in the preseason, whereas Texas kind of – they're like, it, Texas it goes the other way. Yeah, Texas won't finish fourth. They never do. And, and, but they'd better, I mean, for or he's getting Smart's, fired. Uh, uh sake. But a lot of interesting pieces. But, again – like last season, a lot of unproven pieces. Now, a lot of those guys proved a lot as they came in. You know, Taylor Horton Tucker had a lot of big games, and, and uh, you know, Tyrese Halliburton kind of exploded onto the scene and, and had some – but there's as much uncertainty here, but there's also some interesting deals. So, you know, we touched on Zion Griffin being fully healthy. You know, some of the other guys that have been on the roster for a while, and, and you know, Solomon Young returning, if he can be that really solid – down low defender, post defender, and and uh, clean up the glass, um, give you a little bit of finishing down there as well. We know what Jacobson can do. They could fin- they could have a great season. They could be they could have one of those seasons where you're like scratching your head. It's like man, they just lost by four. They just lost by five. They just lost by three. I'll tell you right now how this season is going to go. Okay, people are going to be pissed in like December. Ugh. Yeah, garbage. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden. They're going to beat somebody at home who they shouldn't in like the middle of January. And this team's going to play really hard. I can promise you this team will, what this team lacks in talent compared to last year, which isn't, they lost a couple guys to the pros. I mean, let's, Mm -hmm. you know, keep that in consideration here. It's still a talented group. I'm not saying that these guys are going to play harder. They're going to die for loose balls. They're going to do all that stuff. And by the time March Madness rolls around, 
this is an NCAA tournament team that this crowd loves. Yeah. And while it may not be in contention to win the Big 12 in March, I don't believe that it will. I think Iowa State fans will really appreciate this group for what it is and for how far they go from November to March. That's my prediction on the year. If Bolton does what he's probably capable of doing in a more offensive-minded scheme, I really think, I mean, he's he's the wild card. If he produces like you think he can produce, yeah. I think there are so many guys who can, you know Tyrese Halliburton's going to take another step. I think Solomon Young, big time important for him as an individual to get back out there and do some big things. I think he can do it. J- Jacobson continues to polish his game. You get guys ready to maybe take that big first step in Zion Griffin. I mean, I think it's got some really, really nice pieces. And George Condit kind of sky's the limit for him. Scratched the surface last year. Every time Prome talks about him, he's like, probably should have played him more. Yeah. Like, he throws it in every single time he set, uh, spe- speaks about uh, George. So, uh, yeah, I think it is going to be a fun team. I think it is a tournament team. And I, I completely agree that it's not going to be a team that, that down the stretch you're like, oh, they could really get this uh, – you know, big 12 title, but uh, definitely, definitely play like a top half team. Yeah. Last year's team was really good and really talented, but you never felt like the fan base was in love with it. And I I think that this team will be less talented with less of a high ceiling in that sense, just from a pure talent standpoint. But I think that the fans will absolutely be in love with watching these guys. They'll stay closer to the ceiling that they have. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you're going to have the valleys. All right. um, Rob, thank you. Thank you, Chris. It's always a pleasure to have Rob Gray. Here on the Thursday Thesis, we want to thank our sponsors, Ames Eye, Des Moines Eye. Check out my Maui Gym reading glasses. I absolutely love them. Uh, We're here at the Carl Chevrolet Studios. Remember, tonight we have Cyclone Fanatic Radio from 6 to 7 on 1460 KXNO. And then um, big big party tonight, our Cyclone Fanatic Hoops tip-off party. If, If you've never been to one of these... It's as cool of a deal as you can imagine because it's, it's intimate. Uh, it's very rare um, if you if you go around to colleges and, you know, at this level specifically to get the access that our fans are able to get, our, our fanatics is like we like to call them. Yep. It's it's a really, really neat deal. So come join us tonight. Uh, get there a little bit early too. I mean, I don't anticipate a monstrous crowd on a Thursday night. There should be plenty of seating for everybody, but uh, it's always good to get and if you want to get some food or something like that. So thanks for watching on Facebook Live. Thank you to everybody who listened today on the Psych Bone Fanatic Podcast Network. For Rob Gray, I'm Chris Williams saying so long.